0: This is the High Hopes Podcast. I hope. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on radio.com
1: and sports radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast in Jack Fritz. Another edition! Where nothing has happened, David Dombrowski, my friend, can you give us something to talk about? How you doing? Here? I thought you were going to trade all of our
0: prospects. Where was that? Where is all that? I, know. <laughs> I mean, I expect at least one cool trade by now. I know. So, James, I know we just started this podcast. We're a mere 20 seconds in. I know we just talked about prior to talking about this, about how we really don't have much to talk about. Can we make this the official JT Realmuto is not going to resign here pod so that oh, ho- so that ho- Oh I like this so that hopefully
1: we can get this thing resolved Yes, because you know what we need resolved. This thing, like this, needs it. It's it's when when there are rumors about the Braves who have Travis Darno uh, uh, yeah. on contract for next year, who was a, a silver slugger last year and all that stuff. Like when that, when we're at that point of the cycle, is these nonsensical. Your biggest rival is is in on him stuff. I'm so out on it. I'm so tired of this yes. whole thing. Just, just freaking sign, Jake. We all know you're coming. Uh, we all think yep. and nope. hope you're coming nope. back. We we know you're definitely not coming back yep. here. So just sign. How about
0: that? Yeah, just sign with the Braves. We know you. We know you don't want to come here, and it hurts, and that's okay. But like, let me just let me just lay this out for everyone. I have had a tweet. About the Eagles, way too much in the last oh, like. Oh,
1: I actually just just to jump in. I called him out on it at work. I, I the other day I was like, "What's up, Mr. Eagles Tweeter guy? You're uh, just like a machine of Eagles tweets."
0: I hate it. I don't want to tweet about the <laughs> Eagles.
1: Who cares about the
0: Eagles? I just I just want this to be over. I need something. I mean, I like, there wasn't even good news last Thursday. Like I I so so full disclosure. Uh, James and I pushed off recording last week because there had been some rumblings about a possible JT signing. And it didn't happen on Thursday. And I felt like, James, when it didn't happen on Thursday, I was out. Like, it, it just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> if it didn't happen on last Thursday, it just wasn't going to happen. So, listen, we had to push it back. We're not happy about it, but we're here. And this is the official JT is going to sign with the Atlanta Braves podcast because there's no way he's coming back here. Okay. Official, officially official.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how I could argue with that. I mean, all the signs were there, Jack. Yeah. The bat, the bat arbitration thing, that wild factoid that Jason Stark put out there that no one would ever, you know, want an arbitration hearing and ever sign that guy back, you know, like all this stuff. All the signs are there, Jack. And we were all lulled into it just because the Mets were out. And the Mets right. signed is again. It's like, oh, ho, ho, we're getting him back. Did we forget about the 28 other teams besides the Mets and the Phillies, Jack?
0: Right. And and uh, listen, you can't put it past that Braves team, which has been known to shell out big money for players. <laughs> They really seem, boy, I tell you what, his agent is doing some overtime to drum up the market for JT, isn't well, he's he? he's
1: doing a bad job. Oh. Like, why wouldn't you say the Nationals? That's that that wh- was actually something that people talked about. Like, that actually makes sense. They have Kurt granted Philly's killer Suzuki, but, like, I mean, come on. It's such a natural fit.
0: Uh, yeah, and, they, yeah, listen, I know. I mean, just what a, like, who in their right mind is sitting there like, Huh, the Braves make sense. Yeah, that's a, like, seriously, this, this, his agent is a moron. I mean, between, between the floating out the $200 million thing and, and this, it's like, come on, man. Like, can we do something a little bit more believable? Like, honestly, if I had to put my guess on what's going on right now with the JT stuff, is that, is that the, the union wants him to get as much money possible for a catcher. And they're just trying to get as much money out of the Phillies as possible. And I think, ultimately, it's going to come down to, are the Phillies going to give him more years to, to give him that record quote-unquote number like they did with Bryce where he got the record at the time for the $330 million contract? Are they going to do that for, for, for JT? Are they going to blink? Or are they going to be like, yo, there's no one else who's going to pay you as much as we are. Just come back. Like the, the Blue Jays being out and the Mets being out, it's like it's, it's over. Like, it's over just just come back just you lost your agent did a poor job and let's wrap this whole thing up let's get this emergency podcast out of the way Well, and
1: also, like, it's the reality of the world. Like, I'm sorry to tell you, JT, but you became a free agent in the worst offseason to ever become a free agent in the history of your sport, or at least, you know, in a long time. It's just, like, it sucks for him. I feel really bad. Obviously, that guy has earned the, you know, top catcher, contra highest paid catcher in the history of baseball. Like, he deserves that. He's that type of player. and. And regardless, you know, we'll we'll get into discussions about the length of contract and paying a catcher into their mid-30s and all that. But just right now in the moment, he's the best catcher in the sport and he deserves the title of his best catcher in the sport. And I can understand how it's frustrating that, you know, as, as up until this offseason, like – Record contracts were just a thing. It keeps going up. It's like, oh, he just got the biggest. Then he got the biggest. Now he got the biggest. So you think, all right, I'm going to get the biggest catcher contract ever. It's perfect timing. I'm the best guy at my position in the sport. Like, no-brainer. And a pandemic hit. Like, it sucks. But I'm sorry. At the same time, like, the the union can push all at once. At a certain point, you're going to get what you're going to (laughs) get. You know, like, the Phillies aren't going to say, oh, like, well, Let's, let's do something stupid just so it could be a record right. number, you know, like ultimately you need two to tango. You need two other teams. You need another team driving up the price or else it's going to be whatever the best offer is. So I, you know, I, I think that's a really fair point. I'm sure the union's been involved. They're always involved in these types of, you know, big money type guys. But I also think at a certain point that the market is bearing out the way it's bearing out and, and. You know, we're a month away from spring training, you know, assuming the oh. season starts on time. So, um, yeah, I, it's just, I, I, look, I think it, it's a combination of the market. And also, like you said, his agent has played this incredibly poorly. And Dave Dombrowski came in here and is acting like an adult. Very nice to see. You know, he's not just like, F it, I'm going to sign him whatever it takes. Like, he's yeah. playing it smart. Just like it seemed like Klintec and that organization, you know, and the guys in, in charge prior... Did too. Yeah, but that could also be because they are leaning towards the cheaper side of things as well. Well, regardless, it, like it is what it is. Sure. And it,
0: but it does pain me to say this, James
1: I mean, Klintak was Klintak was right. I mean, Klintak, oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely.
0: He, he for as bad as he was as a general manager, the guy had knew how to read a market. You know, I mean, he was right about Harper. He's right about Arietta. He's been right about JT. Like there's hasn't been one that he's the, just the Nola contract
1: was was brilliant. Like yeah, there, I mean, he's had a few of that when it comes to contract and economics, he's had some
0: nice stuff. I I don't I don't think he thought that Machado would get 300. I mean, I think if I remember correctly, it was like uh, he exceeded their evaluation at 280. If I if I remember correctly, but overall, Klementek, you know, for his I mean, obviously his goal is not to pay guys as much as it takes, but. Um, he did a pretty decent job, you know, reading the market. So, you know, that's what I'm not giving Dave much credit on the, the JT market. This is a,
1: this no, is a Mac contact
0: no. production, baby.
1: <laughs> well, Dave could have come in and just said, you know, I'm the new GM. Yeah. I want to make a, a big swing you know what yep. type of move. And, nope. and to his credit, like, and I'm sure Middleton is, you know, we all heard the old, now that Dombrowski's here, Middleton's going to open up the checkbook. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll say well there but... certainly
0: is a lot on the scrap not i actually wouldn't even say scrap heap, but there's there's
1: a there's so much
0: freaking talent in the in the free agent market right now like I just... it's
1: unbelievable it's unbelievable like there's so many guys out there there are so few that have signed a big big they could they could make their bullpen good in like a minute i know most of the guys we talked about in our our perfect off season are guys are still out there
0: yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's it's infuriating, but
1: well, and I do I do think that they will do that at least from a bullpen perspective. I still think they'll spend some money there, but like they also still have real holes. I mean, JT, whether you know, assume he's coming back; otherwise, it's a we're talking about a whole different yeah. world. But you but... ready
0: for uh, one thirty of nappy? Oh
1: my God, I love
0: Nappy. I'm not yep. gonna
1: rip Nappy. Right. today's not the day, Jack. I'm not gonna rip our future starting catcher right. Andrew Napp. That's my oh bad. God. <laughs> All right, so let's let's play this JT thing out. Like, how confident are you that he will resign with the Phillies? Uh, ninety
0: nine point nine. Yeah,
1: I'm 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 ninety nine
0: point seven. I would so. like I would like for them to end the charade and like he's not signing elsewhere. Again, this is this is how we were this is how we were during the Bryce thing. It was like the the the, the agent for as much as a moron as he is is not not going to come back to the Phillies to see if they're going to make a final offer and the Phillies are offering already 5 years 110. I mean, the, they're over 100 million dollars. That's what their reported offer already is. Like the, the the agent would be a moron not to come back to the Phillies if they somehow get a bigger offer than them. And I don't see the offer being out there. Like they're rumored you know, uh, Robert Murray's throwing out West Coast teams. Um, the only team that makes sense from that standpoint is like the the Giants. Um, even though the Giants just just they Joey Bart came up last year, I think they've kind of soured on him a little bit. Um, but they did just draft Patrick Bailey next uh, this year, so he should be up relatively soon. Like, it just, the, and they just signed Kurt Casale. This Posey's still there, even though he's not really catching anymore. Like the Giants, the team that I think is 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 maybe showing some interest. But the, all this is. All this is is just trying to get the Phillies to pay more, and the Phillies are just sitting there like, "Why? Like, why do I have to pay more? Like, the, we're offering a fair contract. Just end it. Just end it." So I, I I couldn't be more confident that JT is going to return, and if not, uh, I will eat my words, and this podcast will be deleted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I I feel very very yeah. very very much the same, like the um. Like, I, you know, I, again, I, I don't, I think he's coming back. The only scenario maybe you can paint is if it is something where there is one other team that is, is willing to, you know, I can't even who? paint it. Like, who? if the, you know, it's like, I, I, I just, I really don't see any situation where he's more valuable to anyone else right now based on who has already, uh, you know, spent their money in free agency, as we talked about, who already has a catcher, how the contenders shake out who's willing to spend the type of money. Like he just doesn't make sense anywhere else. Like there's nowhere else. It makes sense. And you know, I I look, if they're looking for a record contract and they're going to keep looking for that. Is there a a team that steps in? I doubt it at this point, you know, like the mystery team type of crap. I don't know. I'm with you. I I think he's going to be back. So
0: the one, the one, the one scene that makes sense would be the nationals. I mean, they they make a little bit of sense, but there hasn't been anything any buzz around what the Nationals are doing, and there's there's been nothing. It, like like Boris did a good job by the end of the, the the Harper negotiations, where he got the Giants to finally be involved. He started leaking stuff about the Dodgers and their like two year ninety million dollar contract or whatever. Like he did a good job of that, but but <laughs> JT's agent can't do that because there's no one that's 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 playing ball with them. You know, there's no there's no team that is trying to help out Boris saying, hey, you scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. No one's doing that for JT. JT doesn't have a market outside the Phillies like (laughs) I would like for them to just end it.
1: Yeah. Fight the good fight. Keep doing what you got to do and end it. And five for one ten. Cool. Book it. We can discuss what that fifth year is going to look like or even the fourth year. We'll see. Um, but I will... five for one ten is a, an incredibly fair contract for JT and and a good deal.
0: I will say the one thing that drives me crazy with the whole JT stuff is the idea of him.
1: Well, he's gonna be a
0: first baseman or DH by the end of that.
1: It's like yeah, stop. It's stop.
0: like I would like a little bit better of a bat. <laughs> he's
1: he, he's for that kind of money. Yeah, yeah. he's getting yeah. like let's let's
0: he's getting paid this much money for his defense Plus, mostly.
1: Yes. yes, because he's a great catcher. Yes. that's it. Yes. yes, absolutely. So and like, he is a he is a very good hitter for a catcher. That's, like, right. that's just what it is. That's yeah, just what, especially it is. in a day and age where catchers seem to be worse and worse
0: as hitters. As it, it is people. unbelievable. Like the top ten catchers are brutal.
1: It's unbelievable. I mean, at least when we were growing up, like there were a few guys who could rake, and there were you know more middling guys and all that. But I say when we were growing up, like we yeah. were
0: young at the same time. Tell me about uh-huh. tell me about seventies baseball, James. <laughs>
1: Oh, Jack. I know. Where's where Lance Parrish's in the world these days, Jack? Wasn't he a huge bust here? He was. He was. He was really good in Detroit, though. Um, but yeah, massive bust here. So that was your uh, fault because you were. You well, were, that's why I said. Cause yeah. Cause you, cause you recorded
0: the, the Lance Parrish
1: emergency podcast. and then <laughs> that... Eight year old James is like, Lance Parrish is definitely coming.
0: How high pitch was your voice
1: at eight years old? Oh, can, can you imagine? I, I literally remember. can't imagine. No, it was it was you know. ah! Lance Um, Parrish, he's a human (laughs) being. Lance Parrish is coming to the Phillies.
0: Oh, (laughs) that is a
1: high pitched kid. (laughs) He brought it. That kid, he (laughs) brought it. Um. All right. So let's send this forward. Let's say they sign JT or you know whatever happens there. Um. Still some holes to fill in the offense. You know, in the in the field. Um, we're not even getting, we'll worry about the bullpen at another time. Cause it seems like Dave is as well. Um, but like everyday lineup stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like you kind of need a shortstop. Yeah, so, be nice. Baseball. Time, it seems like a relatively important position. Um, obviously we've talked about DD. Um, we'll get back to you in a second, but the newest rumor and someone you have mentioned multiple times prior to the off season kind of or early in the off season. And then I think in your perfect off season mentioned him as well. Um, Angleton and Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, there are rumors, a one year deal potentially. Uh, what would you think? If for those who don't know, Angleton and Simmons uh, has been with the Angels, uh, a, a, a superlative, all time great defensive shortstop, maybe the best defensive shortstop in the history of baseball. Good. Um, obviously, uh, a little bit past his prime defensively, but still um, the best in the game. Um, and, and has turned himself into a really nice hitter. You know, he's not, he's not, you know, Francisco Lindor or something like that offensively, but he's turned himself into a really nice hitter, uh, uh, certainly over the last few years. What are your thoughts on Andrelton Simmons on a one-year deal? And then we'll get to the either or of it all. Um,
0: so Andrew Allen on a one-year deal all in, uh, uh, yeah, there's a reason why I kept linking him to the Phillies in my perfect off seasons, but he, uh, yeah, he's a guy. Obviously, like the, the the bats, whatever. At this point, um, you know they're 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 signing a one year stopgap shortstop. Like that's and and for your one year stopgap shortstop to possibly be Andrelton and Simmons, I mean that's a that's a pretty good stopgap. I mean, and, and I've, that's the only thing I care about is is a, is a one year kind of stopgap guy because next year, if you strike out on the, the great free agent class of twenty twenty two, then. Stott is hopefully ready, and you can see what you have there in, in Bryson Stott. If you are able to land one of the big fish in the, in the free agent class of 2022, then you can move Stott and, and help your team elsewhere. So um, a stopgap is is literally all I care about. Um, and I, the weirdest part and is it seems like the Phillies were not too uh, impressed, I would say, with Didi's defense. You know, I think that's the reason why they haven't been too – um, you know, I've been too in on DD. Obviously there's a couple of rumors out there about it, but I think they value the defensive upgrade that Andrew Alton would bring. And when you think about it, when you have Eflin, Nola, Wheeler, like those are, are ground ball guys. Spencer's more of a, of a, a, a fly ball pitcher, but those guys, they're ground ball guys. And you need someone like Andrew Alton Simmons behind them, who is, I think the best defensive shortstop I've ever seen. And one of the best of all time, for sure. So, I think it's I think it's a perfect scenario for this team. I don't think it'll cost them much, um, and yeah, I, I I would be all in on signing Andrew Allen Simmons. I know the bat's not great, but it's it would be fun to watch that guy for a year and just to see what special defense looks like at shortstop and a guy that has actually won a Gold Glove, not the Freddie Galvez Gold Glove.
1: Yeah, no, see, he is he is light years better than Freddie Galvez. And look, Freddie was a good defender, but and yeah, the bat's not exciting, but like you know, he can. Get on base a little bit, um, you know, like three thirty ish range potentially in the OBP, which obviously is not exciting. But at shortstop, when you're talking about having a a superlative Gold Glove, you know, above Gold Glove caliber shortstop that that plays, you know, if you can hit two eighty and play the best shortstop in the game, that's an incredibly valuable player to have on your team. So, um, I'm um at one year deal for Angleton is an absolute no brainer. I like literally I there's nothing I could say that even and I think it'll be even cheaper than you know, I think they get an eight, nine million maybe. And and even if it's more than that, like anything up to like 15 million for one year for Andrelton and th- it wouldn't cost that much. But like that would still probably be value based That's on how great he is. Defensively, you know, probably content. even more. That's a pretty huh? high number.
0: That's a pretty high number. 15.
1: It wouldn't be that it wouldn't it wouldn't be close. I'm just illustrating how much of a bargain he would be. At like eight or nine million, which is probably the range it would come in at, and you know maybe ten million max, I would think, right? right. Yeah, I think I think ten
0: million's the uh, the highest it would be.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that would be a legit value. I mean, uh, someone at that like with that type of defensive skill set, I mean, it, it, again, the best defensive shortstop in the history of the game potentially, the best I've seen other than Ozzy Smith. Like those are the only two that I've ever seen who are as good, you know. And even then, like Angelton's he's like automatic, man. I mean, and it would be, and I thought, we thought Didi played good defense last year, but, you know, it wasn't perfect. I mean, we're talking about having the best in the sport at the most important position at the sport, which, look, if you have JT behind the plate, you have Angelston at short, you know, do they still consider a a JBJ type of name? I mean, all of a sudden you're talking about having the best up-the-middle defense in the sport literally well like, and you... and
0: you know my age-old theory defense wins championships in baseball
1: <laughs>
0: so, so sweet I don't know I don't know how you can call
1: it efficiency it's Dombrowski coming in saying defense yes. that's the thing in the age of home runs and strikeouts we need defense
0: yeah you take your launch angle and shove it watch what we have we have the best defense in the
1: sport sweet I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you can call him. Can Andrelton Simmons jump over the fence and catch fly balls? Is that allowed or no?
0: No. Um, but does he run into the crowd at Yankee Stadium like Derek Jeter? He does not. So it's hard to call him. It's hard to call him the best defensive shortstop when Derek Jeter played forever and had uh, three Gold That's Gloves. Point. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. please, 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 why don't you why don't you do some research over there and then tell me he's better than Jeter?
1: Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, in would you prefer him to Didi?
0: Uh, I would prefer Didi on a one-year deal. If I can get Didi on a one-year deal, like twelve mil, I would. I would the bat's do that. Just
1: so much better. Like the bat's, the power that Didi brings you yes. is, you know, you it's valuable um, at that position. And plus the smile. I mean, you got to factor in. I like Didi, in all honesty, like I just liked having that guy on my team, and it was that was the thing we talked about it when they signed him. We, I think we both said some version of like. Every Yankees fan I know loves this guy, and they said we're gonna love him, and it was true. Like I just liked having that guy on my team. Like sometimes, you know, and you know me with the like, athletes are humans. Yeah, and all these man, types of we know. But, like one of my, as you know, it's not even a theory. Like one of my my things, one right. of my core beliefs is that that you know, while we we want championships, we want you know the hardware. I was like, sports are supposed to be fun more than anything. We are are taking our time, our free time. Like when. We have jobs and, and people do, you know, all this stuff with their life and, the, and, and and have so little free time in life. And you're choosing. You're saying, I'm going to give my free time to this team, to this activity to that I'm not even doing myself. I'm just watching other guys do it. Well, I don't, don't know. The, like
0: those, games, those games did take a lot out of me. So I'd say well, I, I'm putting but, in just as much work as, work as them. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a fair point. But point being that, like, sometimes – it is as much about like liking the guys you're rooting for and having fun watching the sport, even if you don't win at all. And Didi was one of those guys that it was just like really fun to root for.
0: Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, there's nothing more fun than watching the Phillies in in September last year, especially the last week of the year. So, uh, really, the good point. It's a good point by you.
1: <laughs> you're such a, you're you know heart, Jack. It's called being a romantic. I
0: know, I know, and you play it up so well. It's just
1: you love rom coms. I you do. Don't have a heart. I, where's that? Where's that romantic heart, Jack?
0: Uh, that's for Jill. That's for Jill. That's <laughs> and thinking about baseball. If you want to see, if you want to be serious about romantic about baseball for a second, don't you just miss being at CBP? Like just entering into the oh, stadium. Buddy.
1: Oh. oh. Body let's let's say I've been thinking about it a lot I like know. watching the football playoffs and the lack of fans and you know some fans in some places and all and just like thinking about back to the baseball playoffs which we talked about, how empty it felt yep. you know without fans there it's just you know without home team fans there yeah I uh it sucks. I'm 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 done with the no fans in a baseball stadium experiment. I understand why we're doing it and we need to do it, but the moment we could do this again, I I need fans at, at Citizens Bank.
0: I might. No, I probably I, I will tear up when I go back into Citizens Bank Park for the first time. Like just I will. There there will be a, a slight shedding of a tear when I walk to that front gate and I smell the ballpark again and I grab that first beer. And I'm out by the Ashburn Alley. I just, I just, I, it's, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's like, thir- it's like 33 degrees out right now, and I'm just, I, I get oh, warm. buddy, I need it. I'm I get warm it. inside thinking about walking into Citizens Bank Park again.
1: Ah, <sighs> I'm, I'm very with you, Jack. Um, all right, so that's pretty much it. That's all I got. JT, wow, Andrew. What, what else you got what a... in the uh, <laughs> note bag I prepared hard tonight I done oh, it well here's the, we're, I we're... spent the last 30 minutes before recording recorded hanging out with my daughter Jack and you know what it was awesome because she's dude, cool as hell dude you've been she's off you've cool been off since two
0: two years you've been off since two okay you could you...
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear my afternoon okay so yeah, sure. I got done at two. I came home I worked out. Wow, Which, hold on. I, what's what's the change uh, the workout plan? I just so I just started at the beginning of January. It was my my you know, I'm not a big resolutions guy, but it was like my pseudo New Year's resolution. And uh it's not much. I'm just doing the uh the we have an elliptical step it's like a combo elliptical stepper thing. It's not oh, wow. like a straight elliptical in our basement. So I just do that for like 30 or 40 minutes and then I do some push-ups and stuff. So wow. I'm just easing myself back in. Right. E- easing my way back. In. Sure sounds like you're
0: easing your way back in. Oh yeah,
1: buddy. Not let's not get carried away here. It's like four da- four days a week. I'm not getting crazy.
0: Yeah, um, I mean I would listen. We we all saw the gut. The the gut was starting to come in pretty heavy.
1: Buddy. We I, we can't all be running around the city like you and Rocky, you know. Dude, every well almost every morning. I can't pretend to be as Philly as you.
0: Oh, dude, I get cheesesteak every day at lunch. It's I mean, <laughs> no one's more a Philly guy than me, I mean, especially when I especially when I see the skookle and it's it's starting to look Kelly Green, which I don't know is a good thing. I see the skookle. Yeah, the skookle. I see the
1: skookle. Um anyway, the point is I had a lot to do. I had to cut promos today, Jack. This is something you can little inside baseball. Jack and I are in charge of cutting the promos for our shows like right. for the midday show and the afternoon show that air on the stream all right. like year round and like every 4 months or so our boss will say, "Hey, I need a bunch of promos from you." And it's 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 a lot of work, and it's not a big deal. It's totally cool. It's it's not, you know, a bad thing. But it's a lot of work. So I did a lot of promos this afternoon.
0: Well, if I remember correctly, they were due on Saturday. So
1: I talked to Battle, and he <laughs> said I could send him to him today. All right? You jerk. And now he has them, so we're all good. All right. I'm
0: happy for you. So you had a busy day.
1: I so had a busy day. That's yes. the point. And so, so that's all I got, Jack. All right. What do you got? What do you got, What do you? What do you carry your load here on the uh, on the show? Yeah.
0: How about this? Uh, you didn't mention Hank Aaron passing away. So.
1: Oh, you know what? That's a that's a that's just a horrendous job by me, Jack.
0: Yes, I would got
1: yes, Hank Aaron.
0: Uh, Hank Aaron, who I still believe is underrated when we're talking about like the well, goats,
1: absolutely is yeah That's i mean like question.
0: when we talk about the goats of baseball like he's he's like always brought up but it's not like the first name and it like it's ruth and maze and and bonds and whatever but it's never like it, the first the first three names out of your mouth should be hank aaron and it feels like it never is um and just in listening to the stories it's just it's just crazy that that was a world that was like real life um but yeah just an absolute icon and I, I really can't believe he's gone like I, I
1: can't believe Hank Aaron's not around anymore
0: um just an absolute legend so uh, that was that was a tough one to a tough one to go through uh last week
1: yeah i would actually say of the and look we lost you know we've talked about it as it's gone on but there's the the list of like you know oh, whatever like yeah. eight or nine baseball hall of famers who died in the last year or so or whatever and like Hank is definitely the the biggest one like that is definitely the the behemoth of the group. And that's like a lot of great players who all passed away. And I'm with you. I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore of baseball as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's like him and Ruth and, you know, a couple other guys, Jackie Robinson, um, but he's like, right. And Willie Mays, like, you know, like that's probably it. Um, I'm sure we could do a deeper dive in the Mount Rushmore baseball, but like Hank Aaron should be there. Certainly should be one of the five or six names that's discussed. Uh, I mean, I, I know that the came out, you know, was one of those ones that went, made the rounds, but just, uh, I don't know if as many people realized that he could have never hit a home run and still had over 3000 hits. That's always been one of my all time favorite, like baseball nuggets that you can, you know, just drop in conversation. Um, what is Millie to, doing you know, back there? What did you say? What is, what is Millie doing back there? Yeah, It's actually Ruben, oh, I think. It's one on. of the really? two. I don't know. The door is closed. So I'm in Inside Baseball yet uh, again. Baseball, yeah. I'm recording in Zoe's room because it's Zoe's bedtime soon. But I'm in her room while while Emily's watching her downstairs. Um, so I'm upstairs. And I, Ruben, sometimes he is uh, afraid to walk down the stairs. Mm, I've been there. He's, he's, yeah. We think he had a fall. And like a, a terrible fall down the stairs, cause, like one day, all of a sudden he just was like, "Screw that, I'm not doing it. And he just hasn't walked down the stairs since. have like i once- ever
0: have I ever told you about my fear of escalators?
1: No. Uh, so anyway, the point is, I think Rubes stuck upstairs while something is happening with Emily and Zoe downstairs, nice. and he can't get down the stairs and is barking, thus the bark onto your fear of escalators. I hate escalators. I Fuck, I, I so always certain. I always think I'm gonna get
0: trapped, like Why? like my foot's gonna get stuck. So I always feel like I'm gonna That's fall. That's like ball rats. Yeah, I hate escalators. I remember when I was when I was like eight. Yeah, I was, maybe I was maybe I was fifteen. But I was at the top of an escalator and I was afraid to come down. So you know, they had to get security to come help me down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was not. I was not fifteen.
1: Oh, buddy!
0: I was not fifteen.
1: Oh, Jack, No, no, pal.
0: I was like no. seventeen. Um, <laughs> no, I, it was last week. It I'm was. Sorry. It was yesterday. I hate escalators. They, they they terrify
1: me. Not me. I know. I, get I just
0: they I'm not. I never. I've never admitted that to anyone before. I'm so
1: happy you did, man. Yes. I'm so happy you did. Safe space. Yes. Trust tree. Not
0: not Thank yeah, God. Not a fan of escalators at all.
1: <laughs> all right. So baseball. Were we? Was there a baseball point? Oh, Hank Aaron. Yes, Hank Aaron. That <laughs> back guy. Hank Aaron. That guy. So yes, uh, I think you know. It was definitely one too. Like you could even notice it, like on the radio, where. You know, obviously we're a Philadelphia sports station, so we talk Eagles, we talk Phillies, all that stuff, but like then, you know, every once in a while there'll be a an athlete who passes away or a former athlete or whatever that will like take over the show and it becomes like a running, you know, topic in addition. And and that's what happened with Hank Aaron passed away. And that really rarely happens where we had people calling in and giving memories of Hank and all that type of stuff. So um, we played the Vince Scully call, which if you haven't heard it, uh, go look at it. Just as Jack was pointing, you know, out like living in a different world. And, you know, uh, the, the call itself describes that and and the whole story behind it. If you've never read up on Hank Aaron's 715th, the uh, story about, you know, how, you know, there were death threats and is the reason his mom ran out to hug him at home plate is because she worried someone was going to try and kill him. Like, it's a crazy story and it's a wild thing. And um, he is one of the all-time greats, and was a great man too. Like you know, civil rights, all these types of things. Like Hank Aaron was a a a really great human being who left an unbelievable mark on on the world, and of course on Major League Baseball. So yeah, it's a it's a big one, Jack.
0: Yeah, and he seemed like a guy that like I I don't know why baseball more than almost any other sport. Maybe it's because I, obviously I love baseball the most. But like I love hearing old people's stories about like Hank Aaron and how much they love them and like what it was like growing up and cuz it, it feels like it feels like back in the day baseball players were more viewed as like heroes you know like, everyone looked up to like Mickey Mantle or Ted Williams or Luke Gary or Hank Aaron Willie Mays like everyone kind of had their guy and like they, they held baseball players in this like higher regard like, i guess back in the day baseball was what football is
1: now um, oh, well, it's a national pastime.
0: Yeah, no, you know? I know.
1: And it's just... It, it's, and there it, was so much less for people to be interested in. It was a monoculture thing where it's the same thing with like how like 80 million people watched the MASH finale, you know, where like no one would ever all watch that or however many people would watch a TV show again because ever there's so many different options for people. Now there's so many different options for people, plus all these different sports, all these different things you can be into that it's really called the you know, the the ability for, for athletes to be that famous, that ubiquitous throughout society, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess I guess uh, I would say Tiger's probably the last one. You know, the... Le-
1: LeBron is close. Like, LeBron's there, like, that type of range. Yeah, but he's I mean, not from- even
0: bigger than Jordan was, you know? Like, you think no, about...
1: No, no. Well, I mean, Jordan was bigger than Tiger.
0: I mean... Yeah, yeah, no, I know.
1: Yeah, um... So, uh, yeah, but again, it, it, like, certainly no one in baseball for a long time, you know? Yeah, but
0: for years. a good period there, it was, like, baseball players were, like, the guys oh, that yeah. everyone yeah. looked up to, so. Um, Icon. Yeah. I always, I always like
1: yeah, it's like Hank Aaron, like, became like a civil rights force like was like as as a result of that where he was this powerful person and and was able to utilize that for for a lot of good in the world and stuff like that like these people were larger than life you know the the uh, the baseball players of that era they everyone in the world knew or everyone in America knew who Mickey Mantle was or Willie Mays was or Hank Aaron was like you know no one you know how much of America doesn't know Mike Trout is I'll bet you a lot you know yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I get it. All right, I've heard it a thousand times. And I don't need to hear about the Mike Trout thing, okay? You know, everyone always has to rub it in about how Mike Trout's not that big of a deal. I get it. All right. And listen, I I hate seeing him at Eagles games too, but it's it's whatever, okay? You're not a Philly guy. What else you got? Well, yeah, he's a traitor to the city. Everyone knows that. Um yeah. <laughs> uh, Um All right. I'm going to I'll do this one now. And see.
1: <laughs> Well, because the other ones,
0: the all my other stuff's so stupid. Anyway, um, uh, I would,
1: when, when isn't it except when you mention Hank Yes, yeah, of
0: course. I would just like to extend a, an invite. Um, he is he has gotten it a lot from High Hopes Nation. You know, they've been, been tweeting at him a lot, and I would just like to say, Archie, come on the podcast, man. Like, it, it, it's time to give it up. You know, there's been a lot of people tagging us, tagging High Hopes, t- tagging the Twitter account. Like Archie, if you're gonna come on one podcast and really there's there's only one podcast to come on, um, make it this one. This is this is our open invitation to you. Come on the podcast, talk to the talk to the Phillies fans that, that actually care. And it'll, it'll be a good time. That's my promise, Archie.
1: Yeah, and here's what I'll say. First and foremost, thank you to everyone because when I look down through and I'm not a big check dimensions on Twitter, but I checked those mentions, and it felt like every other, every single one was like, "I hope, I hope, go on, I hope." That was like humbling and awesome, and it made us feel awesome, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate that. But now, as Jack pointed out, speaking to Archie, I mean, it's hard to argue with that, Archie. I mean, mean, come on, you asked the question, you said, "All right, Philly's Twitter, what podcast should I go on?" And Philly's Twitter resoundingly gave you an answer so you know we were we're very happy to have you archie we would love to but to jack's point i think the biggest reason you should come on this podcast is to talk to the phillies fans that matter the phillies fans who truly care who are diseased who love their team with all their heart that's this this podcast like that's this group of of fans so like they'll love you forever man come talk to us it'll be fun
0: yeah it would be a real shame if you didn't come on this podcast. And uh, I, I would just say that it wouldn't be the best way to kick off your your Philly's tenure.
1: I I would say that would not be the best way. I'll also say that you would it would actually hurt Jack's soul. Yes. Like I, I would be all right. Like I I would love to talk to you, Archie, but I'm I'm gonna be okay. You will actually hurt Jack by not coming on this pod. Like he will feel emotional feelings that hurt because of you. Yes. If I'm, you I'm just being real
0: i am not prepared to have archie go on another podcast like it would it would crush me i just i just want to talk about your spin rate and your fastball i mean it has such a nice giddy up and you know you went from 97 to 94 and it didn't matter because your fastball still explodes like i just want to talk about it like we, 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 we want to welcome you to the city in the correct way and it, we would really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you so archie come on the podcast um I the Phillies made a trade last week for uh, C.J. Chatham, and do I
1: have permission to take James? Oh please! I, I I honestly, all this other stuff was just filler nonsense to get to your C.J. Chatham take takeaway.
0: He's going to be our version of the Ryan Sandberg trade. Um, oh. He was a he was a throw in in a deal with a former general manager that left that place to go take a new job much like Dallas Green <laughs> and CJ Chatham is going to be our version of Ryan Sandberg already has great bat to ball skills <laughs> now it's all about unlocking the power so first first take I'm the, I'm the
1: first one to this take uh, CJ Chatham I, I I am pretty sure you are the first <laughs> one in this take I feel so I would bet my life you're the first in this take
0: it feels good being the first one in this take <laughs> This one's going to explode. It's always
1: good to be first, Jack. Yep. That's what I'm wondering right That's, now. It's better, to so be first,
0: wondering. better be first and last. So, um, <laughs> yeah, CJ Chatham next. Ryan Sandberg, write that one down. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't need to. You just set it at, into a recording device, so it's it's for everybody. Yes.
0: Speaking of other things that I'm going to speak into existence, I am I, I am going to get Lance McCullers here. Um, I don't
1: know how I'm going to do I'm on board with this. Yeah. Let, what, what, whatever we could do, bring Lance McCullers to me. Yeah. I like this.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I will do whatever it takes to get Lance McCullers here. I was looking at it. You know, they they have uh, he has one year left on his deal. He's owed about $6.5 million. I don't think he's signing there long term. Um, I'm going to do whatever it takes because thinking about Lance McCullers and Caleb Cotham, it's enough to make me sleep well at night. And the idea of a rotation of Nola, Wheeler, McCullers, Eflin, Spencer Howard, phew, love it. So uh, I will do whatever it takes. I don't know how I'm going to figure it out, but I'm going to bring Lance Colors to the Philadelphia Phillies. Book it.
1: Fully, 100%, totally on board. I have, I have two things that I'm going to say about it. One, whatever you need from me. I'm here to support this effort. Uh, appreciate Anything it. you need, just say it. And two, unlike Archie, until further notice, I want to make sure McCullers is coming on if this happens. Yes. So, you know, yeah. just throw that out there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he will be coming on the podcast if he's a Philly. Um, well, I mean, if you're the reason he comes here, then, yeah, I, I think we better get him on the podcast.
0: I I totally agree. I I totally agree. So uh, we will do whatever it takes to bring Lance McCullers here. Uh, As soon as he gets here, he will be a friend of the podcast. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the day that Lance McCullers becomes um, a member of the high host uh, community. Um, Other thing. (laughs) Uh, So the Eagles, they just hired uh, Tracy Rocker. Who is the?
1: Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. And
0: I, he's a former, uh, I think, is Auburn defensive line coach, former NFL player, and his son is Kumar Rocker, who is going to go number one overall in the MLB draft. And I would just like to say, if Tracy Rocker was a real Philly guy, he would force his way to get his son to Philadelphia, and they could both come here together. Just throw it out there. Say, hey, we're a package deal. And let Kumar fall to the Phillies. Greatly oh, appreciated, and it would be a good way to endear yourself to the Phillies.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you're a Philly legend. The day you do it, Tracy. So if you want to, I mean, just automatically be cemented among the elite of Philly legends. It's all you got to do. I mean, you get one thing: just you know, tell everyone your son's coming to Philly, and that you know, no one better draft him because the Phillies are, and and. We're good. Yeah, I mean it's legend. Legend. Oh, like this is not to be taken lightly. I could
0: care less what you do with the defensive
1: line after this. We'll build a statue of you. We'll put it right next to Nick Foles and Doug Peterson. How about that?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that statue should be taken down anyway. Um I mean,
1: neither of them are here anymore, Jack. <laughs>
0: um so I think Tr- uh, Tracy, I'm just I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. Um if you would like to endear yourself well to the city of Philadelphia, you know, just just say hey, Kumar's only playing in Philly.
1: Yeah. Um I I couldn't co sign anything more. I, this is this must happen, Tracy. Yes. 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 So that's all I have in my take back. Okay. All right. Did you see, by the way, this Brian Adams guy?
0: Uh Mike I'm Adams? Sur-
1: Mike Adams, thank you. Yes. I'm thinking of the
0: singer. Yeah, not the Canadian. I'm
1: surprised you didn't lead with this. This guy so those who didn't see this guy's uh signed by the Phillies, twenty six year old who um, I guess it was like a, a independent league player quit, decided to go teach baseball. And as he's teaching guys how to pitch, he's using himself to like practice the techniques and stuff that he's doing. And all of a sudden he finds himself throwing like mid to high nineties. And now he's a Philly Jack. Like I figured you'd lead with that. This is the closest to your dream story as, as any we've encountered.
0: And hence why I didn't leave with lead with it. Cause he's living out—he's living out my dream, you know. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, you are so consistent. Are right, you got any final thoughts?
0: Also, I mean, his, I have a bad uh, history with uh, relievers named Mike Adams in Philadelphia, so it's—it's it's, fair. It's hard for me to it's get good, past that. So that's um, fair. Yeah, he was—he uh, was indie ball teammates with uh, my buddy. So I—I I, wow. I, I might if listen if he becomes something, we'll have him on the podcast. It'll be a, okay. A, a fun little I like story. that. But uh, yes, he's living out my dreams. Hence why I didn't break it up. <laughs> I mean, how ridiculous, right, got... how ridiculous is it that he's just like, all right, you know what? I know. Here's ninety eight I, I brought it up. Here's ninety-eight.
1: It's... Yep. It's so silly. Uh, you got any final thoughts?
0: Uh, trade for Chad Cool. <laughs> I
1: you that is your passion project. <laughs> it
0: is. I love him. Yeah. He's gonna be. He's gonna I be feel nasty like, here. I feel
1: like every day, I see you tweet trade for Chad Cool.
0: Yeah. Just one day. Just one day to Ooh. listen to me trade for Chad Cool.
1: Hey, for Chad Cole, I like it. Uh, my final thought: uh, get some high ops cans. They look awesome. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. We finished, fingers, we're, for, we're now fully uh, restocked in the uh, four fingers uh, uh, fridges.
1: Get some high ops cans. Rate and review the podcast. Do it for Jack and uh, Archie Bradley. Come on the podcast.
0: And, and l- f- let's get this prediction out there. This won't be our last podcast this week.
1: Oh, all right. I like that prediction. So. I will say, hopefully, we'll be talking to you later in the week. Either way, he's Prince of Teltz. We'll see you later.